You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett, where I have one goal, to bring you great information to help you create a better practice and a better life. And a big part of that is learning how to navigate in and around and out of PPOs. Now, another piece of that part, like how I said that, is to find out how do we communicate. And today I have an amazing coach. Her name is Jenny Poulos. And we talk about the importance of language and verbal skills that you and your team can use to move away from PPOs. Listen, language matters. And your team members need the training, the help, the skills, to help you move away and help your patients see why they should come to you because of you, not because of why you're on a list. So make sure you check it out. We even offer our Say This, Not That document that you can have for free at the end of the podcast so that you and your team can calibrate and get on the same page. So I hope you check it out and I hope you enjoy it and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practice Show podcast, where I get the great pleasure of introducing great tools, great thinking from great people, great influencers in this industry to help you create a better practice and a better life. And I have a fabulous one today, Jenny Poulos, who's an amazing coach. Today, we're going to be talking about how you and your team can improve your verbal skills or your language skills to move away from PPOs and create less dependency. And it's critically important that your team gets this training. So thanks for showing up today. Jenny, thank you for being here and keeping us on the rails. Yes. So happy to be here. I love when we get to chat. and Everybody knows one of my favorite things to talk about. Language matters so much and it is crucially important when we look at these transitions to less dependency on insurance. So can't wait to chat about it today. Absolutely. And you guys are going to see Jenny's a genius. So she teaches teams all over the United States how to improve their language skills. And can you just go back to that just for a second? Because PBOs are getting more and more complex all the time. We have spent an entire I don't know, it's been more than a quarter of really nailing down our roadmap and the nuances to this. And you guys have heard me say this, 25 years of doing this, this is a moving target. 
So our goal is to give you the best information and a very step-by-step roadmap. And part of it is really helping your team get great language skills. But Jenny, you talk to people all over and coach them. How important are language skills in a dental practice? Sure. I, I'm so excited that this roadmap is is coming out. And just like you have to do all of this homework for the data and the pieces, the, the homework for your language and the verbal skills that you guys are going to be utilizing is critically important because the things that we say do carry a lot of weight. weight the language that we use, people have preconceived notions. They have stories that they tell around words. So the language that we use matters. The safety that language can build, the trust that it can build, it is going to help your team navigate their own fear and stress around this and help move your patients through any fear and stress that they have about this transition. So you need to practice this, to lean into this, to give it plenty of time to have this transition be successful. Absolutely true. And so you guys already know this, you know, when you don't, if you don't look at this clearly, it hurts your future growth as a dentist. The person that answers your phone doesn't represent your business. He or she is your whole business if I don't know you. And the care and skill and eloquence of someone at the phone determines a lot of your success because I'm going to call your practice and I don't really know what to ask, especially if I'm on a PPO and I'm just calling you because you're on a list. And this person's got to put me at ease or make me feel comfortable or create a lot of confidence uh, before I decide to come in. And then, Jenny, we, we talk about this a lot internally. But you guys, if you're a dentist, this is one thing you have to understand. Your admin team, they get the least amount of training anywhere in dentistry. Is that yeah, true, we, Jenny? Yeah, we don't think about this. Our clinical team comes in with extra school. Our hygiene comes in with extra school and our our administrators come in and they are expected to execute a ton of tasks every day that they've received no additional training in. And we as dentists, as managers, uh, as those running the practice, we're responsible for filling that gap and giving that training to our admin team members. Today, we're really gonna talk about this as, as a holistic team thing. Everyone on your team needs to be aligned around the language that you are using when you decide to make these transitions and you, you're gonna practice, 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 and everyone is gonna be comfortable and confident with the message that you're delivering. Absolutely. And you have a theory around where it should start because a lot of times we just throw this responsibility of everybody at the front figuring all of this out. You know, I'm just a clinical team member. I don't need to worry about this. What are your thoughts on that? I absolutely believe that when we make the decision to transition away from PPO um, in-network status, this conversation begins chairside with our patients. There's a different level of trust uh, that exists oftentimes between, not oftentimes, the majority of the time between doc and patients, between hygienists and patients. And we don't want our admin bearing the brunt of this conversation. We want our clinical team to be starting the conversation about this transition from a place of what our core values tell us about how we practice dentistry and why we are making this transition. And then we can move it up to the front for admin to fill in gaps. So talk a little bit about that, Kirk. This is 
core we eat and breathe core values here why do we why do we begin here oh i'm so glad you asked because like <laughs> if you're listening and you've been following for a little bit it's the single most important thing you'll ever do in business ever 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 when you get your core values right and you really start working on them adding energy to them you know um making sure they come alive in your daily routines, everything kind of takes care of itself. One of the things that happens is you deal with less and less problems. You also start to attract people that say, hey, listen, I really want in on this. And what you can truly do is go to work and be who you are. And you have an, an environment that supports you. So let's go back to the core values thing. So when you make your core values come alive, because you probably went into this being a dentist thinking, you know what, I want to do great things for people. I'm going to do the right thing. And all throughout your career, you're throwing these curveballs. You know, you have to participate maybe with PPO. So you got to compromise on charging your full fee, or you've got another set of eyes overlooking your treatment plan, which is not something you accounted for. And you got patients that come in and ask you questions that drive you crazy. Like, is my insurance going to cover this? And you're like, this is not why I decided to do this. The more, and nothing is perfect, but the more you lean into it, the less you have to tell people exactly what to do and they roll up their sleeves. This comes perfectly into play when we talk about language skills. People always ask me, should you have scripts? Now, I'm a fan of like getting everybody started, but a certain point, a team member with the right core values, clarity, and a document like we're going to talk about at the end, they don't need to read a script anymore. It just becomes part of their fabric. It rolls off their tongue or they know the questions to ask. And so starting with the big picture is most important because your practice is going to morph and go in different directions uh, as you progress in your career. Right, Jenny? Yeah. And gosh, the the many, many docs that I have been lucky enough to take through this transition of decreasing their dependency on insurance. The first question always is, I don't even know where to begin this conversation. I, I There's so much fear tied to it. And I would say like, what do you, what does it mean for you to practice dentistry with your core values at the forefront? Because when you can answer that question, you can succinctly tell your patients why this transition. Because just like you said, you didn't get into dentistry to join a thousand PPOs and to write off a 30-year paycheck. But I bet your core values tell you quite a bit about why you got into dentistry. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where you can go a little bit layer deeper with patients when it comes to the emotional components. Remember, people come to you. And it's their why that drives them. And so you're going to find that your favorite people care about the same things that you care about. And when you're putting your core values out there, whether it be on your website or just how you communicate, it becomes very, very easy to make connections with patients. And so that's the first piece is like, who are we, doctor? Where are we headed? Why do we do this? Because the why question often becomes the biggest, whether it be with team members, whether it be with kids, whether it be with other specialists. We're going to get that piece right, and we're going to make that come alive. Any other thoughts you have on that piece before we start getting in the specifics of language, Jenny? No, I mean, I just, like, I want you to be so confident in that that answer because your team is going to need to be confident in that answer, too. Right. 
Um, so get that piece really clear, and then you can move on to the nitty gritty of all all these other questions that you're going to have to answer about this transition. Absolutely. And so we're going to ask you to put this into a really firm document at the end so that you can repeat this excellent training or excellent growth and development that you're going to create for team members that not only clinically, but also on the phones, communicate with patients. Because here's the truth of it. We have practices all over the United States that are different levels of participation in PPOs. We have many of them that have no participation whatsoever. They don't collect a dime from insurance and their way out. And they would be the first to tell you, and you're gonna see we're gonna get them on this show, we get the same phone calls you do. Just because you're outside of PPO doesn't mean that, oh, you get all these phone calls and people go, I know you don't accept my insurance. I got a bunch of cash now. And can I just, you know, give you some cash up front? No, they get the same lousy phone calls you do. Phone call after phone call after phone call. And they're equipped with something different. It's a mindset. It's a way to communicate. It's a way to ask questions. They're all calibrated on how they respond. I'm going to give you a little tip right now. If you've never done this with your team, get three by five cards and just say, listen, we're new on this journey. Write down every challenging question. And on the back, we're going to start calibrating around how we respond. And then you can put them into the say this, not that document that we're going to propose at the end. But we got to start somewhere, somewhere with a framework. So, uh, and Jenny, let's go back to, um, you know, what happens when these conversations come up, like you get difficult questions and thinking differently and communicating differently can make or break the difference whether or not a patient makes another appointment. Absolutely. So the first thing that I, that I'm going to want you to do, and we talk about thinking differently is I want you to get rid of the limiting belief that my patients will only see me because I am on their insurance plan. I want you to throw that out the door and I want your team to throw that out the door. Your patients come to see you because you are valuable and because of you. And you need to own that and, and believe that. And we're gonna begin communicating from that place of the belief that the patients the patients that value me, that value the service, the valuable service that I provide are gonna stay here. So we're going to begin from that mindset with this question that we're gonna answer about why am I changing my in-network status? Why am I becoming an unrestricted provider? So we're gonna come from a place of value and strength, not a place of fear and concern. Absolutely, I think what you said is perfect because remember, people have to come to you because of you, not because of their plan, not because of how cheap you are or anything like that. When you, as a team member, say, hey, listen, I understand that people come to us from all different circumstances and I understand you have insurance. We're gonna put that right here. I want to get to know you. I'm going to make more of a focus of getting to know you, why you called. I'm gonna create a relationship because at the end of the day, all things being equal, people want to do business when they're with their friends. And even when they're not equal, they still want to do business with their friends. I want to be able to reach out to somebody that I can communicate with and I feel like I have a relationship with. Now, are you going to get every patient? No. But the fact is, is you're going to, you're going to make more shots doing it that way. The other thing, if you watch any of the webinars or the masterclasses that we do, you're going to see, we point this out, people's conditions change. So you might say to yourself, well, I only have certain percentage of my practice that's on a PPO. Well, you don't understand that they're part of an employment 
group that could change their participation in a second and their plans. And so with that comes a shift in your patient base. So you can't necessarily set your, your, the winds so that you're going to be able to keep up with these patients, their conditions change over time and they can jump from PPO to another PPO um, in a second. And so it's really important to position yourself long-term that we are the people that care about you the most. uh, And, and I completely agree on that. And Jenny, it's not always what you say too, it's questions. You got to be equipped with the right questions at times, right? Yep. Asking, asking patients, what do what's important to you? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great question that people don't ask. Right. Um, and it, it's a value. It is a value builder. Just asking people, what do you value? What's important to you? Um, this is going to lead them t- to believe that, hey, there is something different here. Um, I, I want to step back and think think about when we're, when we're sitting down chairside. I want to give you guys a couple of actionable items that you can take when we're when we're starting to to look at this transition and how you how you can begin to generate some responses here, and then we'll sort of jump into this, say this, not that. And we've already we've already alluded to and commented on the first one. But when you sit down with your team, I want I don't want you to overthink this process and and get into this like you said these crazy long scripting um, conversations. But really think about what do my values say? Why are we doing this? And and a simple statement from there. And then really it's about what can we still do for you? Right. Right. I always want you to be approaching these conversations with what can I give you? Right. The value that I can give you that we're still insurance friendly. Maybe we're still going to process claims for you. We're still going to be your advocate. Yep. We're going to still provide you with amazing care. And it should be really as simple as that. Yeah. We get so bogged down into thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to come with with all of these really really in-depth answers right away and patients just need to hear, "Hey, you value me, you're going to be my advocate, you're going to work for me and I get to have this amazing relationship still." And if you can convey that confidently, you're going to be amazed and very pleased with the amount of patients that choose to stay with you. Yeah. For instance, in, you know, along that line is to just really listen when people ask you, you know, do you participate with Aetna? 99.9% people say, no, we don't. Um, And you're basically saying no right away. Saying a better way to respond as a team member or as a dentist or as a clinic. Such a great question. Tell me a little bit about why you asked that because you're talking to the right person. I'm going to take you up to the front. And even if you don't participate at all, you can slowly ease into that and make sure that the patients feel supported. I love how you said always making them help. Like one of the things that we teach, and you guys have heard this many times, is we never tell patients what we can't do. We only tell them what we can do. Do you have evening hours? You could say no, or you can say it in a different way. So that's an important component of this, right, Jenny? Yeah, there there is always a way to phrase something that has a positive spin, right? Do you accept Edna? That's such a great question. I'd love to help you understand how we, you know, to learn more about you and to help you understand how we utilize dental benefits in our in our office. We will absolutely submit your benefit claims to Aetna for you. And while we are an unrestricted provider, we're going to make sure that we get everything that you deserve from your insurance company. 
Yeah. I am I am telling you what I can do for you while at the same time saying I'm an unrestricted provider. I'm not in network. But wow, how different does that sound? And how much better does the patient feel versus no, I'm not in network with Delta or Aetna or Cigna or you know what? I'm going to be your advocate. And while I'm an unrestricted provider, I'm going to be in your corner getting you everything you deserve. Yeah, absolutely. Because my first thought is if I'm a patient, I don't know a whole lot. My next question might be, what does unrestricted provider mean? And you could say something like this. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked me that yeah. questions, that, that question, you know? Yep. And, and unrestricted provider is, that's back to the core values piece of this, right? As an unrestricted provider, we are able to provide you with the care that we believe is best for you. And it's not dictated by an outside third party as often happens with these dental benefit companies. Yeah. So, so you can use your insurance here, works a little differently. And I'm going to walk you through those steps, not necessarily just throwing up the roadblock right there. Now, tell us a little bit more about why this is so important, because again, the conversation is always this. We have practices that come to us. They're 100% dependent on PPO. Then we have people that are 50%. Then we have people that are like almost there. And as you start to transition away from these, you know, these things, you want to be able to retain patients and create a lot more value that they're going to possibly pay above and beyond what, um, what their insurance benefits. You're also sometimes getting patients from a previous dental environment that have never been communicated to like this. So you mm -hmm. really want to create something very unique and special that the patient feels heard and they also have value for what's beyond their insurance and what it reimburses. Yeah. With, with so many of these questions that we get from patients and entering into the unknown of this transition, there is a lot of, I don't know what I don't know. And with that comes a tremendous amount of fear. Docs have fear about, oh my gosh, am I going to lose all my patients? Their patients have fear because they don't know any better. We come from this belief of insurance that we have to see the person that is in network. And it's simply not true when it comes to dental benefits, except for a very small percentage of plans in which you have to see an in-network provider to, to get benefit coverage typically you're you're gonna get your thousand dollars wherever you go right and you just need a team that's willing to advocate for you and team members also have a lot of anxiety and fear around this because as we've said they're not trained to handle these questions and we oftentimes get confused concerned and sometimes angry patients because we don't have the skills we're not equipped with the answers that we can confidently say, this is what I'm going to do for you. And this is why we have made these decisions. Yeah. So we're going to knock out the, I don't know what I don't know. We're going to eliminate the fear and we're going to practice together so we can confidently communicate these things to our patients. Yeah, absolutely. And so the whole idea is to calibrate as a team around verbal skills so that we're all on the same page and they can hear this consistently. 
You guys have also heard us say this. The average adult has to hear something seven times. So just by the fact that you told patients one time doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to remember that. Sometimes it's got to be said a little bit more clearly, a little bit more carefully, a little bit more softly. And so um, putting everybody on the same page is critically important in this whole process. And so Tell us about the document. So the say this, not that document, why we created it. And you guys are all going to be able to get a chance to download this and we want you to use it. So it, it, it really helps you see where we started in dentistry. Again, for years and years and years, we've heard great team members who weren't very well supported with great training say these things. And we're like, gosh, there's a better way to do this. And so uh, how did this come about and how do we use it now, Jenny? Oh, yeah. I love the Say This, Not That tool. Please, please, please download it. Um, this really comes all the way back to that, that, core, that core statement that we've made about how language matters, the things that we say carry weight. Uh, and you don't think about it oftentimes. So we, as, as a coaching team at Act Dental, have spent I mean, this is this document is really years in the making. It's gone through so many iterations, and we've really thought about all of the all of the comments that we hear over and over and over within the dental practice, and how those may be landing with our patients, and what we might unintentionally be communicating to them. Yeah. So it's you know, this is what you might this is what you might be saying. This is how it might be landing. Instead, let's consider saying this. Um, we've talked, we've oftentimes talked about the the difference between talking about the fee of something or the cost of something versus the investment of something. I love this example and the say this, not that, because a fee or a cost, it's money out the door. An investment has a return. Yeah. So we have we have thought of six pages of these that you and your team can sit down with. What are you saying? What are some ideas? And then you guys can really calibrate around what is most authentic to our practice and tweak it a little bit. So this is, you know, this is how we would say it. This is how we would communicate it with some of the best practices and language guidelines that we know are really impactful. Yeah, I love it. It's one of those things where here's another example. Now, not everybody says it this way, but I've heard it. I mean, even some of the best team members say our office policy is this like, don't do that. Say something of the effect to say, let me see how I can help you. And here's what I can do. Or let me share with you how we handle this or how I can best help you. It's our commitment to, as you can see, and we've got, like I said, pages of this where you can just phrase or think of things a little bit differently and a little bit better. So it's a benefit to the patient and our relationship in this whole entire process. Give us another one that's a really good, clear one that you see all the time, Jenny. That's It's just a little change in language and mindset. It makes such a big difference. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's just thinking specifically about about the dental benefits, right? We're we're out of network. This is a big one. We're out. We're a non-participating provider. We're out of network. Um, I really like the shift to we're an unrestricted provider. Yeah, we're right because it's like we're we're not out of network. 
we're able to provide care without restrictions right. to you. So it's what positively we can do for you. Um, and the also we're we're not out of network. We're insurance friendly. Love that. Because if you, this is a huge one. Like we're not a provider. We're out of network. We're fee for service. Even fee for service. If someone has a little bit of dental acumen, they might hear fee for service as you're going to do nothing to work with my dental benefits. Yeah. Right? They they may have come across that phrase in at some at some time. Telling people we are insurance friendly. Right? We're going to advocate for you. We're going to help you get coverage. We're gonna send the claims or provide you with the claims, the x-rays, the narratives, the resources that are necessary to get your coverage. Yeah. Um, so same things, but just they, they carry such different weight. Absolutely. And our patients who have that insurance are very happy with the way we process it for them. Um, here's another thought. You know, we work with so many different insurance plans. Doesn't mean I participate at all. But I have a lot of patients or we have a lot of patients that call us with the exact same question. And so tell me a little bit more and I will be able to help you with that. And I'll explain all the details as we get going. Now, you certainly don't want to mislead patients. There are people out there that teach you just get the patients in. And you've already seen this. They get really upset because they had this expectation that you were going to take their insurance as payment, partial payment, whatever. You don't want to do that. What you do want to do is entertain a little bit more of a mindset where we're going to help you and um, I'll walk you through the steps and be super clear with them. Another thing you can do is you can let people know, hey, listen, many of our new patients don't choose us from a list. They choose us because of the quality of the care and the service we provide. Now, I'm so happy you called us because I'm going to give you the same level of excellent care uh, that everybody gets here, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So it's really fun when you can just present a different way to do this. Now, we created a whole different line for this, Jenny, because while we're going to suggest things that you guys say, what's really cool is you get to decide what you say. And it's going to come from the first thing that we mentioned, which are your core values. So tell us how to use the third column here. Yeah. And so as I mentioned, right, we we want the things that you say to be authentically you, right? Um, each practice, two offices could be right next door to each other and have a similar patient base and their values are different and the way they practice is different and the things that they say are gonna be a little bit different. And this is why we don't love scripting. So again, this third column here is the place for you to kind of hear the what do people typically say that we maybe want you to shift away from the center column is here are best practices. Here are some other ideas. Here are some guidelines that we know work. And then the third one, what does our team agree to say? And hey, you might come up with an amazing new phrase. And if you do, please share it with us and we'll add it to this document and give you some credit for it. <laughs> yeah, we are going to constantly be updating this and adding all of what you guys suggest. And I hear, I mean, I hear two to three good things every week and you'll see, we'll keep adding it. You can get your own free copy if you go to actdental.com forward slash say this, no spaces, just say this. 
And uh, no matter when you listen to this podcast, even if it's two years after when we say it, uh, Jenny, you'll have to make sure that that happens. Um, you can download <laughs> your own free copy. What I'm going to encourage you guys to do is just go to work on it with your team. Maybe schedule one team meeting a month where you're just like, okay, where do we need to calibrate on our verbal skills? It's a great opportunity when you have a brand new team member. Say, hey, looks one of the places we start after we get all the details around your employment done is we go into core values and all of these things, and then also verbal skills and how we communicate based on these questions. Your ability to communicate will determine how far you go in dentistry. So don't ever stop improving how you communicate. So any last thoughts you have on this, Jenny? Yep. So I I had been thinking about this. Everyone always says to me, the teams that I'm working with, you know, we spend all this time going through the say this, not that scripting, answering all of these questions. And inevitably, somebody always comes with this zinger question that I don't know how to respond to. So I, w- I want you to not worry about that. I want everyone to uh, this is my last sort of bit of homework is to come up with your piece of sizzle. Your sizzle is your thing about your practice that is so amazing. And when I, you know, I answer phones, I work in a practice and I get questions that I don't know how to answer. And sometimes it's okay to say, you know, Mrs. Jones, that's a great question and I'm going to get an answer for you. And while right now I don't know the specific answer for that, what I can tell you is this, the doctors in my practice are amazing they are going to care for you in a way that you have never experienced before. And I guarantee you, you will not regret your decision to come here. Yeah. So don't be afraid of that question that you can't answer. And it's okay to sometimes say, I'm going to follow up. I'm going to get you the answer that you need. But what I can tell you is this. And what do you authentically believe is amazing about the place, the place that you practice dentistry, the place that you work, the place where you get to care for patients. I love that. And that's a great point because you don't, you know, as you guys go through this, you'll see, don't be afraid to be confident either. You know, I heard one of our team members that we coach say this, you know, she is an awesome dentist, but an even better human being. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard this one too. Mrs. Jones, you can go somewhere else and definitely find someone cheaper and faster, but you're never going to find a better surgeon than the one I work for, you know? So, and that's, that's so powerful when you believe that you've worked on it and it authentically comes from a place of your core values uh, because you as a dentist have spent, not spent, invested you like that? You like my own little change in life? I do. I like that. You, you learn. You're, you're, you've you're invested. <laughs> you know, you're getting a return because you've invested in the verbal skills that make a difference. Jenny mm-hmm. says it to us all the time. And I love this. Language matters. It really matters. And it separates you in a sea of sameness when somebody on your team or better yet, all of your team members have unbelievable verbal skills. It makes your life and your practice so much better. So make sure you guys check that out, actdental.com forward slash say this, no spaces. You can download your own free copy and you can start to go to work on this in your team meetings. And I promise you, it will make your practice better. So Jenny, thanks for being on. 
Well, thank you so much, Kirk. I love being on here with you. Everybody have a wonderful day. Yes, absolutely. Stick around. We say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed today, do us a favor. Just hit the share button. Share with your friends. I love the suggestions that you guys are sending our way. We're going to line them up. I think we're booked for the next two months with unbelievable guests and great topics. So keep tuning in. And until we see you guys next time, keep watching the best practices show. You guys have a great day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.